Welcome back. My name is Scott. As usual, I'm joined by Mel. Yes, you are. As usual, joined by Mel. And this week, Mel, it's your turn to sound a bit different. Yeah, just a little bit. I may have contracted some kind of podcast lurgy over the internet waves last week. But I'm, I'm feeling better, so it's just the voice altering that's happening this week, and I apologise in advance if it makes me a little bit difficult to understand or if I'm a little bit quiet. Now, you're back on the sunny coast, but you have been finishing off your Tasmanian adventure last week. We, we did. I, I had a lot of fun. Actually, this is where the, the sickness obviously started. Um, wasn't helped by a couple of wet days in Tassie last week and some grim determination to do a freedom run of Devonport despite the hammering rain on Friday afternoon. So um, completely saturated by the end of that, even though, well, it was just a walk. If we'd run, possibly it would have... Um, ended in less wetness. Uh, However, I was already not feeling well enough to run by that stage. But Freedom Run, done. Beautiful, beautiful course, even with the rain coming in sideways and the wind, which was a tailwind in both directions somehow on an out and back course. Um, I want to go back on a parkrun day, so I'm going to have to head back to Tasmania just to do Devonport parkrun. It was gorgeous. Yeah, I want to head to Devonport, so I think that we can add that to our parkrun adventurers tour. We're going on a tour, are we? Yeah, that's another <laughs> idea I haven't told you about. Awesome! Yeah, I love we're going to get a whole tour bus together and invite all our adventurers. Maybe we can start in Tasmania. Sounds great. Well, um, another one to head to on the tour. I would love to go back to Launceston because that was another gorgeous run as well. And we did that one on Saturday morning. Christine, who's been on the show. Um, showed me around she showed up also in her red shirt according to the red shirt challenge last week which was very cool to see um and that was a great run too i did see a photo of the two of you one thing that was standing out and you mentioned it on last week's pod you were dressed a bit differently than christine i was (laughs) we were mostly twins except for the fact that i had long sleeves on underneath my red shirt and i was wearing fingerless gloves but once again this was due to the fact that i was trying to fight off this lurgy that wanted to take me down um and obviously i was unsuccessful however yeah i was trying to keep warm and it worked for the morning at the very least Okay. Did, were the Tasmanians, did they think it was a cold morning? No, they were all out in shorts and singlets. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. tops off, was it? No, <laughs> I didn't see any tops off at this particular park run. I may have surprised a few people by rushing up to them and, and asking if I could please be in a photo with them. One lady actually was so surprised, she stood aside and got ready to take the camera off me to take a photo of me with my husband. And I was like, no, no, no. I want to be in the photo with you. And she's like, oh, oh, really? It was very lovely. Great way to meet some people. I love these challenges we've been setting. I took photos, literally, of myself with every single person who was wearing red. I almost got a little whippet that was in a red coat, but he ran too fast for me and they left before I finished, so I didn't grab him, unfortunately. And were all these people listeners of ours who were doing the challenge or just... Randoms who happened to rock up in red. 
randoms who happen to rock up in red, which is what makes it so much more fun because I got to tell them about the podcast and they got to experience, you know, five minutes with this crazy lady from Queensland who was overdressed for a park run and wanted to take her photo with them. So, yeah, no, it was good fun. How about you? Did you get out in your red this weekend? Well, I did, but let's just go back. So this makes you a stateswoman. No, it does not. Oh, what have I missed? Oh, because you didn't officially do Devonport. No, I didn't. No, I, you have to do it on a park run day. No, and not paying I'm attention, pretty... am I? <laughs> no. I'm, you could classify me as an unofficial stateswoman because I have done an unofficial park run. Um, yeah, no, but I, I don't go on any, any lists for this one. Okay. But that's all right. I've done all the courses, so I'm happy. And my weekend, my Saturday, we launched another park run. We finally launched a park run in Princess Park in Melbourne. So if you know Melbourne, I reckon there are two iconic running spots. One of them is, actually there's three, take that back, there's three. One of them is Albert Park, we've already got a, <laughs> we've already got a park run there. Probably the key one that everyone would know is the tan. Many park runs have been suggested there, but it is very close to Albert Park, but we might get one there one day. But, and the other one is Princess Park, which is just at the north of the city, and we finally launched there on Saturday after... A lot of planning over a number of years. We finally got it off the ground. And it was a good turnout. We purposely haven't advertised this one. We've taken some advice from our Western Australian friends. Just because council's a bit nervous about the um, numbers that we can get there. And we launched with 199 on Saturday. Surprise, surprise. Massive success. We didn't destroy the park. And we've now got a park run. At Princess Park, which is actually called Princess Park, which I've mentioned three times now. For years, my entire growing up, I always thought it was called Princess Park. And when, <laughs> and when we were going to launch it, I was really excited that we were going to be able to call it Princess Park Run. But However. However, it's actually not Princess. I, I think the, the, the association between Princess came from there's a football club that had their home ground right in the middle of this park called the Carlton Football Club. Not sure if you've heard of them. They haven't won many games in the past three decades, <laughs> so you might not have. So I think that's where I made the connection between Princess and the football club. But, and there's already a, there is already a Princess Park run. However, this park is Prince's Park, is it not? Yes. And is there also a Prince's Park run? Isn't that what I just said? No, <laughs> no. you said Princess. Okay. However... <laughs> There is already a Prince's Park Run, so we couldn't call it Princess Park Run. So it's called Parkville Park Run. And I got to do, I got to see lots of red shirts. I had some photos taken with some people, which was good. And and with a launch, you know, there's a lot of people who do follow Park Run. So there were a few of our listeners there, which was great. And I had a chance to catch up with them. Were you given any tips how we can improve the show? No, I wasn't. Unless I have and I've, I've blocked them out. <laughs> Don't take constructive criticism very well. Yeah. There was, there was something about less of me, more of you, but I, that, that wasn't criticism. That's, that's, that's not a, no, that's not um, a tip for improving the show. That might just be personal preference. No, that's and I don't, I don't believe you actually got that at all. <laughs> 
Well, I think you need to slow down on the launching of your event, Scotty. I'm pretty sure you're only doing it in Victoria so you can stay ahead of me on the most events list. I'm, I'm catching up to you though, I'm only one behind. But let's go to a launch in a different state for a change and let's have a chat to Gavin Mackay from Batemans Bay. Good idea, Mel. Welcome to the podcast, Gavin Mackay from Batemans Bay. Hello, thanks. Thanks for having me. Exciting times for you, Gavin. You're ready to launch this week. Are you ready? Yes, uh, I think we are ready. Um, so probably a few more sleepless nights uh, up until the 7th. But um, yeah, we're, we're ready to go. And um, uh, yeah, the excitement's building. I think uh, lots of people have been talking about it in uh, the local town. So uh, we've got plenty of volunteers on board as well, which is really pleasing, only having had uh, two trials, you know. So, yeah, we're ready to go. That's a good start. Now, Batemans Bay is a beautiful part of the world, but for those who don't know, just explain where it is in location of Australia. Yeah, okay, so it's uh, probably um, about four hours south of Sydney, two hours uh, away from Canberra, right on the coast. Um, so... Probably too far, I would imagine, for uh, Sydney kind of holiday makers, but certainly accessible to people from Canberra. So we tend to get um, an influx of people during the holiday period. Uh, so Batemans Bay becomes um, a bit of a busier place than its usual quiet, sleepy self. But it brings a bit of a buzz to the, the area and um, it's just a little bit different, you know, around holiday time. But you're launching almost in the start of winter. <laughs> that's right absolutely so we've been thinking about this um uh, for some time and we've had a few issues um mainly uh finding a, a course i suppose in batemans bay there's not one um large enough park that you could call a, a public park that would maybe accommodate a 5k run um so we've been playing about with different routes to avoid public roads and and so on um, and we've actually had, funnily enough, a route nailed for some time, uh, and it's only really just changed in the last few weeks because um, we've had uh, an exciting little development happening in our marina area uh, over the last few months, and we've actually been able to make use of that development as part of our route now. Um, so it just brings a bit of extra excitement. It's going to be uh, part of the route will be on the marina break wall, um, so there's water views for 100% of the course. Um, it's like a double kind of loop that we have. Um, yeah, so uh, looking forward to the reaction from everybody and obviously all our visitors um, that will hopefully come down for the 7th. So you're right on the water there, Gavin. Have, is there much elevation? It's uh, generally quite a flat course. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it should be quite quick I would imagine the thing is because it's a it's like a double loop now it's probably the narrowest loop you'll ever see seeing as there's there's basically two turnaround points um so you can call it a double loop I suppose but um generally there's uh, not too many corners obviously there's two turns that are performed twice but I would imagine it'd be quite a quick course as well so when you say it's a double loop, it's it's not a twice out and back, but can your runners see each other as they're coming back yes. around the loop? 
Yeah, absolutely. So we start in a park um, <clears throat> that, uh, and we, we basically head into town for about 800 metres to a turnaround point. And then you basically head back um, in the direction of the start line. You run through the start line and then on uh, along the side of the water to the break wall um, where you turn around again to run back to the start line at the, the park once more for your two and a half Ks and then you complete the the loop, I suppose you would call it, uh, again. So it's uh, it's quite an interesting one. Um, in all honesty, like I say, there is very little choice in terms of getting a route down, which made it interesting when I uh, when I was recording with the GoPro. But um, yeah, I've certainly learned a lot about um, measuring wheels over the last uh, couple of months. <laughs> you said you've had a couple of trials already, Gavin. Is there a bit of excitement in town about parkrun starting? There is, there is. Um, funnily enough, uh, for an area with sixteen to 17,000 people, I suppose the greater Batemans Bay area, with all the uh, local communities to the north and south, um, there's not, there wasn't one running club. Um, well, there still isn't, actually. Um, when I came here, I, th- I found that quite strange for a decent-sized population. There, there is a running club further south, about maybe 25 minutes further south. They, they run on a Wednesday. Um, it's very much a park run uh, type idea. It's not really like a proper running club. It encourages um, you know, people from all walks of life, different age groups, very much like park run. Um, so, yeah, it was. I was quite surprised when there wasn't, when I found out that there wasn't a running club uh, in the area. Um, so I suppose the good thing is when you do see a lot of individuals out and about walking, running, we'd like to kind of bring all of those people together. Um, whenever I've been driving along uh, the road into town and I see people running along the, uh, you know, the running and cycle path, I feel like kind of winding the window down to tell them about park run just to try and get everybody together, you know. Um, so, yeah, I would hope and I would certainly think that um, all of these individuals we have been seeing out and about in town will probably come along on the Saturday morning, which which is a, quite a nice thing, I think. Look, don't hesitate for shouting out your car window. I do it every Saturday. If I'm driving to Parkrun on a Saturday morning and I see someone near Parkrun running, I just shout out Parkrun. That's, they, a, abso- uh, that's absolutely, it's the, the only thing is I'm a terrible driver, so if I did that, I'd probably <laughs> end up in an accident. Okay, have you got, get your wife to do it or a passenger, but this is a, this is a good recruiting method, I've found. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, the, the dog could bark at the back window or something, yeah. Uh, we could maybe have a parkrun flag attached to the back of the car, there's, there's an idea. Yeah, all you need is a, con- a conversation starting point. Because once people hear about it and you get them there, they're hooked. Yeah, that that's right. I mean, um, the the amount of uh, I suppose the time amount of time over the last year trying to explain what parkrun is to people. Um, I feel like I can kind of do it in my sleep now. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's certainly something that once you tell people uh, the the concept. Um, the it's really difficult to find anything wrong with it um so i think that's why it's been such a positive thing you know gavin you mentioned there was another running group that's very similar in terms of the the type of people that they attract and and what they're trying to do have you actually approached them and and given them the parkrun concept and invited them along 
Yeah, I sure have. I sure have. Um, I went to see them about three weeks ago, actually, and um, I, I spoke to them probably about maybe about eight months ago. Prior to that, they're an, an older couple who decided to um, just, I suppose, get the local Browlee community, which is further south uh, from Batemans Bay, uh, just together to to do a choice of two, three, five k. Um, and again, it's very much like um, a park run where people will do it just to get active, to walk. People will do it for a time run and so on. Uh, they, they use a, a very similar uh, method to what park run does. They have a little kind of printout machine as, a, as the uh, finishers cross the finish line. Um, when they stop, they stop watch each time. Um, there's a little printout that, you know, comes out that then corresponds with a finishing token and someone just basically jots down all the results uh, and then they do like a, they've got a Facebook page that somebody um, updates every week uh, so it's it, when I found out about uh, the Browlee runners um, and I spoke to the relatively kind of elderly founders um, it just it kind of sounded very much like parkrun and uh, I thought it's definitely something I need to um, maybe get involved with and, and uh, certainly uh, over the last uh, several months I've kind of become quite close friends with um, the elderly couple who have um, who started that running group. Wonderful so hopefully you'll get to see some of them at your launch and, and every week afterwards. Yeah absolutely some of them were, were at the, the trials as well and we've been on their Facebook page um, for the last few weeks so Actually, some of them are, are uh, some volunteers for us as well. Um, so I, I would imagine now that they've got, they, they run on a Wednesday evening, they also have a choice now to, to come on the Saturday morning as well. Now, we're about eight minutes into this interview so far, Gavin, and I've understood every word you've said, despite the thick Scottish accent. Yeah. So you're doing better than most then, Scott. <laughs> so you're not from Australia, you're not Aussie Gavin. How did you end up in Batemans Bay? Yeah, um, I suppose, long story short, myself and my wife um, thought we would like a little change from living and working in, in Glasgow in Scotland, and um, the opportunity uh, came up to, to work in Batemans Bay uh, and get sponsored by one of the local pharmacies. Um, so, yeah, that, that kind of brought us out here within two months, my my wife had um, a, a job closely related to her career, and um, so we were up and running after a couple of months. That was about nearly four years ago. Um, so we, uh, we, uh, they say in Batemans Bay, you don't become a local till you've been here twenty years. So we, but we do feel like we are locals now. So um, that's how you've got a Scottish guy starting um, Batemans Bay Park Run, yeah. You must have pinched yourself when they sent you overseas to Batemans Bay from Scotland. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, we, uh, you know, because you, it's classed as a remote area, so it's way easier to get a visa than it is for somewhere like Melbourne or Sydney. It's a, it's a great spot. absolutely love it. It's very nice and quiet, beautiful beaches, and they're quiet most of the year, so it's great. And the winter would be a little bit different than what you're used to. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think I counted on one hand the amount of times I had frost on the car windscreen last year uh, yeah. in winter. And in, in Scotland, it's literally, you know, 
I'd, it's, it's you count on one hand the mornings you don't have frost. Yeah, you know, exactly. Did you park run in Scotland? I didn't actually. I, I didn't park run in Scotland. I um, the very first park run I did was, uh, well, actually, do, the truth is I've never actually ran a park run, which is a bit odd. But I've I've had knee surgery fairly recently, and I've had a, a long-standing injury that kind of uh, held me out, and that's one of the reasons I decided to invest all, a lot of time in this because uh, I knew I would be able to be a volunteer every week. Um, but the first park run I, I visited was uh, the Kingscliff one up in uh, Queensland because our good friends who introduced us to park run uh, live in the Gold Coast, and uh, when we were up visiting. Uh, them they got us up in the morning to take us along um, and she had uh, our friend Laura had done uh, several uh, park run uh, volunteering roles and she I think she's got our 100 t-shirt and everything so uh, that's really where we learned about it a few years ago um, yeah so it's I suppose it was her who initially uh, grabbed my interest for parkrun but I hadn't actually heard of it uh, when I was in Scotland you know four to five years ago. So you were on an adventure when you first came into contact with parkrun then? Yeah absolutely I I thought as soon as as soon as I, I kind of learned about parkrun um, I immediately thought how good that would be for Batemans Bay and then when I learned that um, parkrun would like every single community who would like a parkrun to have one. Um, that just kind of captured my interest, regardless of how big or how small. Um, you know, if you have a parkrun with 30 people, 20 people coming every week, um, I think it's every bit as important for the community as one that can draw, say, 300 a week, you know? One of the problems of doing this um, podcast every week is we get to learn about all these great new events popping up and our list of park runs to visit is getting longer and longer every week but I suspect Batemans Bay might jump to the head of that queue. I'm a bit excited to visit you. Can't wait to get down there. One question, have you got any bridges on your course? <laughs> Do we have any bridges? Uh, we have a Batemans Bay bridge but we uh, fortunately it's not on the course. Oh no, um, no, no, not fortunately. It's, um, Scott's yeah, partial you, to a bridge. Ah, uh, you are, you are. Uh, no, we don't. We don't have any any major bridges, Scotty. Okay. Well, I still <laughs> want to run there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I. You're more than welcome. Great. Look forward to it. Thanks for coming on the podcast and telling us all about it. Good luck with your launch. No worries. Okay. Thank you very much for having me. Joining us next on the podcast, we have Tuggeranong Park runner Rodney Turner. Rodney is a heart attack survivor and he's involved with Heart Week. Welcome to the podcast, Rodney. Hi. Um, yeah, good to be part of this. So, Rodney, tell us, how did you get involved with Heart Week? I got involved with um, Heart Week um, because um, in 2014 um, I suffered a heart event. I had some open heart um, surgery. Um, and um, and then after after that surgery, I returned to parkrun. Okay, so what what is the difference between a heart event and a heart attack exactly? Okay, so um, 
for, for myself, back in 2014, I did suffer some uh, chest pain, but um, mine was associated with a ruptured uh, heart valve. So that meant that um, I had to have open heart surgery, which was done in Sydney. And um, luckily for me, they were able to repair my um, valve, so it's part, part artificial. With a um, heart attack, normally there's a, um, a closing of the arteries, um, and that usually requires someone to have a stent to open the artery. And in some cases, there might be, um, some people may um, have, um, some, some of their heart muscle may die um, during that um, process. So that, that, that's really the difference. So a heart event could be um, any number of things, whereas a heart attack is, is normally something quite specific. Were yeah. you scared about coming back to exercise after you had your heart event? Yeah, I was. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd, I'd been, um, when I did the rehabilitation program, that had me um, on the treadmill and monitoring my heart, and you know, and I was, the nurse was standing with me. So yeah, that, that first um, run that I did back, or oh, the, the first few, um, I was um, I, I was really nervous because you know you had your um, they've cut open your chest, they stopped your heart, they've done a repair job, and plus I actually got um, ill after my surgery, and I was in the five percent of patients that um, have a reaction, so I got um, a build up of fluid around the heart, so I got pericarditis. So I'd actually I was in heart failure twice, um, and um, I was rushed um, from home to hospital, so I ended up going back three times, and that was to get the heart back in normal rhythm and um, to drain the fluid around my heart. So because of all of that, I thought I really lost, um, I really lost confidence, and so it took me a while um, to build it up. So by the time I got to back to to park run, all of that was um, pretty much running through my mind. And it's interesting because I remember Gary then. Um, put out a message to all the park runners to find out who um, who was able to do first aid, and it was interesting. I thought, oh, that's funny. This this sort of coincides with my return. I think he must be <laughs> he must be worried about um, about me returning to jogging and how he might deal with a um, a medical emergency if I you know if I was to um, have an event on yeah. the run. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, yeah, the timing of that, the timing of that was interesting. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, I was. But it's interesting after I did a few and you know was, was coping well. It, it really sort of helped me move on. I was thinking, okay, I can run five k's now. Can't be too much wrong with me. And it, I'm at the point now where you know, for, you know, many days can go along. I don't even think about it. It's really the time when I think about it, it's when I'm shaving. I can see the. Um, you know, the scar on my chest, and that sort of brings it all back. Before yeah. you had your heart, heart event, but were you a, were you overweight? Were you unhealthy lifestyle? No, no, I um, um, I wasn't overweight, um, and um, and I didn't have a um, unhealthy lifestyle. I probably um, there were there were a number of things in my a number of things in my diet. Um, but you know, I, um, you know, I've since removed um, since you know that the heart event. But um, I actually had 
I was diagnosed with a slightly leaking valve probably 15 years ago. And so I saw a cardiologist and she said that the majority of people, like there's, there's um, you know, a percentage of the population that were like me, that must go on to move to 99 now dramas, but, you know, 5% of the population um, would go on and deteriorate. I was in that five. I was in that five percent. It was just my body didn't like the operation. Yeah, that's all good. It's all good now. It's all good now. Yeah. Well, until my next checkup, anyway. Okay. <laughs> just keep park running. You'll be fine. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. But hey, guys, look, it really is an awesome. Um, it really is an awesome event. And what I find about it is. So, you know, for people like me that have been part of it for a while now, you know, like, doesn't matter what the conditions are, like, you know, rain, hail, frost in Canberra, um, you know, you just, you, you feel compelled to get up and go. And I think it is because it is that, it is that community event. And, you know, you are seeing familiar faces and friends. So that, that's what I get out of it. And of course, um, like a lot of people do, um, you know, you catch up with, um, um, friends and people. I've met I've met friends through um, Parkrun, so that's what I like about it. I think it's an awesome community event. And having having the Heart Foundation there as as part of the event, at the start of Heart Week, that was all to raise awareness of what they do and and the facilities and programs they offer to help um, patients like yourself recover. Yeah, look, that's exactly right. That was one of the important messages that I think that has come out of um, this this week. You know, it was about um, rehabilitation and the importance of um, people participating in um, rehabilitation following a heart event um, or, a, or a heart attack. And the statistics show that people actually do a lot better um, if they go through a, a heart um, rehabilitation program. You know, so to me, so I, I, when I went through that, I learned about... Um, uh, the importance of diet, um, what we can do to keep a you know to keep a healthy heart. You know we shouldn't be smoking. We should be out there um, ex- exercising. So um, you know all of those things are important, and that's been one of the the key messages uh, this week. And I think that parkrun can play um, a really important role in that. You know we had um, we had some um, uh, walkers there from the, the Heart Foundation. So some people um, will walk the five k's, others will do part run, part walk. That's all great. Great to hear, Rodney. It's just great to, that you can be involved and take part in park run, no matter what your fitness level or whether you're coming back from something like you've been through. So we're happy you're back park running. We hope um, this will inspire others who have, you know, been hesitant about joining in because they've been worried about their lack of fitness or they're returning from injury or whatever it is. So thanks for joining us on the podcast this week. And, and um, thank you. And Heart Week's going to continue on, so there'll be more opportunities at Parkrun this weekend. Another opportunity to get dressed in red, so we can continue our red challenge, Mel, for another week. Awesome. That sounds great. I'd better go out and find a, a red t-shirt with a zipper on the front. Great. Just to show everyone that I've had my open heart surgery, and I'm still at the run. I'm a bit excited this week because we've got some more international roving adventuring coming your way. 
Nicole visited Chrissy Fields in San Francisco, and we have our first sample of some American park runners. Should we throw it over to Nicole? Let's do it. Hi, this is Nicole at Chrissy Fields Park Run doing some adventuring in San Francisco. I'm here at the finish line of the, our park run that I've just finished, which was amazing. I can see the bridge and the amazing water views here. And I'm here with Dale, our run director for the today. Say hi, Dale. Hello. Dale's, the, Dale's been uh, organising our run for us today. How did you get into park run, Dale? Well, we have a group that, that uh, runs every week, and this formed the core of the people that did park run. So when Max started it up, he brought five or six of us from this other run to park run, and we are the, mostly the volunteers that keep things going. Well, you've done a great job. It's a beautiful trail. It's amazing views here, especially coming from such a long way away. Do you run much? I do, but I don't run very many park runs. I'm usually doing the timing and directing. I can see you've got your volunteer T-shirt there. How many times have you volunteered? Uh, about close to 50. Oh, amazing. Well done. Well, I must say thank you very much. I've had a lovely time here. Thanks, Dale. Well, good. This was our 66th run, and we had... Uh, 51 runners today, just like last week, which is our total, which is our, which is our record number, yeah. 51. Really, everyone was super friendly here, I, I'd say. Well, we try to be. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank You're you. So I've got Peter. Peter from Barkin in Essex here with me. How'd you go, Peter? That's in England, by the way. Yeah, that's in England. How'd you go? I, uh, I did very well. I... Um, uh, the usual time. Did you enjoy it? What did you think of the course? The course, um, I, I, I didn't like the loose ground. I, I, I normally run on uh, like a tarmac, oh, firm ground. Really? And uh, that may have uh, hindered hindered my time today. Um, Nothing to do with jet lag? Uh, no, no. I'm, I think I'm over that. Just lack of training, maybe. <laughs> you know, just, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I'm 60 as well. Oh. I just turned 60. Happy birthday. You know, and I'm not. not to, I'm not getting any younger. Uh, neither are you. <laughs> and, yeah, no. Thanks for that. Yeah, great, great course. Um, bit too hot for me, for my life, for being a Brit. You know, it's all right for you. Mm. Living in the tropics. I know Melbourne is pretty chilly there at times, isn't it? But yes, uh, lovely crowd, lovely turnout, lovely scenery, and uh, I'm so pleased that I did it. And uh, you know, it'd be it'd be a lasting memory for me now. Awesome, awesome. Thanks for being on, Peter. I'm here with Catherine, who's come all the way from Seattle, another parkrun adventurer. How'd you go, Catherine? Doing well. <laughs> I went well, yeah. It went great. Um, it was my very first parkrun ever, and I'm really excited to be here. Your very first parkrun ever? Ever, yeah, completely. That's yeah. amazing. Okay, so you're hoping to start up a parkrun over here? Yes, we're hoping to start a parkrun in Seattle. I'm working with two other women, Jack and Courtney, and we're trying to get one going at Myrtle Edwards Park in Seattle on the Puget Sound waterfront. Amazing. So that would be the sixth parkrun in the States. Yes, it would be <laughs> and considering Australia we have 170 park runs that's it's a great start it is a great start yeah and we came all the way down to San Francisco it's our closest park run so that we could check it out that's amazing how far is that uh oh man uh I would guess 500 miles but yeah, yeah. I'm not quite sure yeah okay. good on you it's great to meet you thanks for, thanks for being on the podcast yeah thank you so much well that's very exciting 
parkrunning is going to grow in the US. I am chomping at the bit to get overseas and do my first international parkrun. Which yeah. country will it be? I don't know. It needs to grow in the US. We really need to send someone over there who's a guru, a parkrun guru, to really kick it along. Just, you know, someone. Someone. What's happening on the social scene this week, Mel? Well, we had heaps of adventurers take up the red challenge this week, which was awesome to see. Uh, on Instagram, we had barefoot underscore Mike 77, who got a selfie with another gentleman in red. Presumably, he also into, you know, introduced himself and had a bit of a chatter about the podcast. Over on Facebook, a couple of my people, Gary Murphy was at Highlands Parkrun with his red dog, Flynn. Wendy Glenn had her red parkrunners all in a row wearing their 50 club milestone tees and said 1,500 kilometres of parkrunning right here in our red. And Tim McKinley snaffled a sneaky pick with some stranger in red. Now he didn't mention that he, which parkrun he was at. He was at Parkfield Parkrun. Oh, was he? Do you think you I may know photo. who that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recognise my head. So thanks, Tim. Thanks for coming up and saying hi. Which he didn't. Did he ask? So he didn't say hi. He obviously didn't ask you whether or not you knew about the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. No. Disappointing, Tim. We want we want better from you next time, okay? On Instagram, Macalicious21, he was also at Parkville, and he rocked up wearing his brand new GoPro and filmed the whole event. I must search for that because he, he walked up to me and introduced or had said hello. And the first question I asked is, are you recording? And he was. So I was on my best behaviour. But we You should, behave uh, in, I find that hard to believe. Uh, I do. Particularly at Parkrun. But we should try and find that footage because it'll be a good video of the Parkfield course. Awesome. Running guy Ryan was on an adventure up to Tambourine Mountain for Parkrun this morning for a fun trail run. First finisher too. Good job, running guy Ryan. AK Selba was at Gels Park and it was eerily beautiful there on Saturday. It was a gorgeous picture, that one, actually. She is a fantastic photographer. If you want to follow a good Instagram account, check out AK Selba. On Instagram this week, we also heard from our regulars, Runjo Run, Recreating Mel, Finding My Balance, and Will Be 1981, aka the artist formerly known as Positivism One. And he claims he's been meaning to do this for a while, but I'm pretty confident Will Be 1981 changed his Instagram handle because I had some trouble with it repeatedly last week and in previous weeks. I think Scotty could feel quite the interesting blooper reel of me trying to say that. So thank you, Will Be 1981. You're Ironically awesome. enough, you nailed it. <laughs> you gotta you gotta go out with a bang. Ross Pentland was on Twitter and he was talking about stats. He went mad for stats. How how we are mad for stats or he's mad for stats? He's he's mad for stats at the moment, Ross. He was, he was breaking down the elevation and, and a whole lot of other stuff. Oh, well, that might explain why earlier in the week he tweeted, hashtag parkrun stats, Hobart Parkrun has the lowest average time per runner in Tassie 
and it's the only Tassie park run with less than zero metres, no that can't be right, it must be greater than zero metres elevation. And he must also love stats in a haystack with Ian Hay, which fortunately we're going to have again next week. Looking forward to that, my favourite segment. And wrapping up on Facebook, Bromwyn Bell shared some enticing pics of the meetings slash finish area at Nambour Park Run. I understand she got a taste of course B, so she'll have to head back for a second attempt to try course A. She will. There's a slight difference in the elevation between course A and course B, and it changes due to weather when the creek so goes which, underwater. Which is harder, A or B? Yeah. Ask the runners who've done both, and you'll find them split 50-50. So course B will send you down the twins and back up them, and the twins are very, very steep in whichever direction you take them. So they equal one larger hill on the way back, whereas course A, I think, technically takes you up three or four more moderate hills. So it really depends on if you like quantity versus quality of hills. Can't wait. Just building my anticipation for that park run. Liv Coop shared some gorgeous sunrise pics taken by herself and run director Melanie overlooking the Cirame Park Run course. You should check those out. They're gorgeous. And of course they're gorgeous because I already said gorgeous. So you're going to have to get rid of one or several of those gorgeouses. We'll leave them all in because they're that gorgeous. And finally, Paul Curtin got in touch with some feedback on the podcasts for us. He said, hi, Scott and Melissa. Finally got around to listening to the podcasts. Three down. I think they are great. Just the right balance of fun and information. Keep them coming. Well, we will, Paul. Thank you very much. Let's hope he didn't stop at episode three. Well, with such a glowing review, I'm, I'm sure he'll keep listening to four, five, six. We're up to 18 now. Okay, where's the cake this week, Mel? This week there are anniversaries in three different states, so you can go to Queensland, New South Wales or Victoria and you'll get some cake. The first one is at Cleveland in Queensland. They're turning three and they're going full-blown crazy with crazy socks. Down in my neck of the woods, Altona Beach, they're celebrating their first anniversary. They're not having any theme as such, but they're embracing the cake. Well, that's awesome. It's always it's always good to go someplace for cake. There'll be cake. In New South Wales, Rhodes are also celebrating their first birthday and they are having an R theme, an R for Rhodes. So I, I do like a letter theme because it means people can be as creative or as lacking in imagination as they like. Have you got any suggestions for an R costume, yeah. Scotty? Well... You could go as a runner, so you've sort of covered the field. You've covered the people that don't even bother to dress up. That's that's possibly one of the least imaginative costumes, but good point. <laughs> that's what I bring to the podcast. What would you go as? <laughs> I would probably go a little bit off the wall and go dressed as a pirate, Um and this is my interpretation of R. I would just walk around saying R the whole time. That's what I would do. That or a rascal or a rebel rouser. 
Or a rogue. A rascal. Or how, a rogue squadron leader. Well, that one I could probably just show up dressed as myself. But I don't know. You've got to use yeah. your imagination. <laughs> you do. I did and came up with a runner. <laughs> That's all right. Kiwana Park Run, for our second birthday, we had a pee theme for Park Run. And that way, anyone who didn't get dressed up could go as a park runner. So we had 100% compliance in the dressed up category that year. And I do like what roads have done. And you're right. The ones that don't get dressed up in the literal sense will still be there as runners. So they're also going to have 100% participation. And that takes us out for episode 18. Thanks for joining us. We're going to do it all again next week. Hope you will join me, Mel. I'll join you and hopefully my voice will return to the normal Mel-sounding voice. 18 episodes in and we still haven't figured out how to sign off the show. If anyone has any suggestions for really witty sign-off lines like stay classy san diego or something similar message us let us know we need some help we do until next week i'm scott trickett (laughs) i'm hoping you'll still be scott trickett after next week and that's mellow backer we are the parkrun adventurers goodbye